Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's make the best of it. get started with this week's episode can i just remind you to please 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 review share and subscribe to the directory of a dream life 50 plus podcast on whatever platform you listen on and if you want to plan to make the rest of your life the best of your life take a look at www.gurgleit.com forward slash my best life and find out about my best life journal and workshops. Welcome to episode 28 of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. This one's called You Are What You Eat. And if you're in the UK and you remember a programme with the same title, don't worry, we're not going to be examining your poo. This is much more civilised. My guest, Lara Zulka, is going to be talking to us about, well, I think we all know at our age that food plays a big part in our health, in our overall health. But Lara can help us to find ways to monitor that. And she tells us her story a little later. first, how's your week been? Mine's been up and down. I've been playing Mrs Claus, as I mentioned last week, um, in a garden centre Christmas grotto. That is lovely, being part of the dreams of little children. It sounds a bit twee, but honesty and wonderment and excitement that comes from their little faces and what they say just makes me happy. I also act as a medical role player So I've been doing quite a bit of that this week. And of course, I've been working on booking workshops and speaking opportunities for my Best Life Journal. All go. Never mind. Soon be Christmas. Here's this week's handy life hack. Have you ever tried hanging a picture on the wall? You've put the nail in and you've got to make the string or cord or wire catch over that nail. Hard, isn't it? Well, here's a little tip. Get a fork and place it downwards over the nail or screw or whatever's in the wall, as if you were going to prod it to eat it so that the screw goes actually through the prongs of the fork. Get it? So you've got the fork standing upright on the wall with the screw in the middle, okay? Then take your picture, put the string or wire or whatever it is over the handle of the fork, pull it down so that the string is passing behind the fork against the wall, let it hang, take the fork away and Bob's your uncle. The picture is now hanging beautifully 
on your wall. It's rather fitting that my guest this week is going to talk about food and nutrition and how it affects our overall well-being. Because what I also did this week was watch a documentary on Netflix called Game Changers. Some of you may have seen it, I don't think it's new. And it was all about being vegan. It didn't gross you out about meat in any way, shape or form. Or talk about the rights and wrongs of eating meat. It was basically saying that a plant-based diet is what we were born to eat. And the protein that we're getting from meat is second-hand, basically, because the animals are getting it through the grasses and grains that they are grazing. So we can cut the middleman out, if you like. The argument was very impressive because it had interviews with several sports people who are at the top of their game. They were testifying as to how a plant-based diet had made all the difference to their performance and endurance capabilities. So, that aside, I'm going to introduce you to Lara. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her because... You'll find out at the end of the interview the problems we had. It's a good job we're persistent. You'll find out, as I say, as as the interview goes on. But I had to ditch the whole of the first couple of minutes because the quality was just dropping out all over the place. So basically, Lara Zulka is from Austin, Texas. And my grandson, Austin, is very keen to know someone in Austin and to go to Austin. Anyway, by the way, Laura is from Austin, Texas. She is an experienced long distance athlete and certified food psychology coach. She hosts the Fit Over 40 podcast and is the founder and owner of Zula Fit a mind-body-soul fitness and wellness community for women aged 40 and up. Enjoy. This week, my guest is Lara Zulke from Austin, Texas in the US. Welcome, Lara, to our Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast. Thank you, Marcia. I'm glad to be here. Amongst many other things, you are the host, but you are interestingly a long distance athlete and a certified food psychology coach and I noticed from your podcast and from your uh, interviews that you do what I like to do with my directory of a dream life 50 plus podcast and that is encourage change through small steps mm-hmm. But you concentrate on the food aspect, don't you? Tell us about that. Yeah, I do. I do. That's a big part of what I do. It's certainly not the only thing, but I really focus on why people eat, Um, especially as women. Many of us um, have grown up with, you know, sort of disordered relationships with food and that Mm -hmm. food often becomes a comfort and becomes um, sort of our go to when we've got stress or when we, you know, we're just celebrating in life. And so a lot of times we don't 
often pay attention to why we're eating, we really focus on what we're eating. And certainly the what is important, but if we don't also understand sometimes those emotional drivers that cause us to want to eat, Mm -hmm. um, to soothe, that it can create a lot of, a lot of challenges. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've realized is that eating is a habit and you get into the habit of eating certain kinds of food. And until you stop and think about it, you don't realize what damage that can be having either physically or mentally, because it seems so far removed, but but actually nutrition fires everything within our body, doesn't it? Everything that we do and everything that we think. Um, tell us how, how you got to this point, because as I briefly mentioned, you you're an experienced long distance athlete as well. Yeah. 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 So I started doing, I mean, I grew up doing sports and played basketball and, um, you know, I was always a really active kid, but at the same time, especially growing up um, in the U S I mean, there's just such an overt message, I think for girls that you have to diet, you have to look a certain way. So even by the time I was in my teens, you know, I was sort of borderline anorexic, these crazy diets. And so Mm -hmm. I struggled for years and years with dieting and body image issues. Mm -hmm. And so when I arrived in my late 20s, um, I started picking up running uh, 5Ks and then, you know, half marathons and really loved it and and found kind of a community. And I started doing triathlons and um, and really just found a, a new outlet. And so I did, you know, that for for a number of years. And then I had a back injury in 2008. And after that back injury, it was really a, a wake up call for me because I realized that even though I loved doing these sports and and, um, you know, it was really a lot of fun. I was also using sports as a vehicle to really regulate my weight. And, mm-hmm. and so there was this sense of um, an edge to it in the sense that it never felt like I was doing enough. Like, you know, I'd go run a marathon and it was like, mm-hmm. it was kind of this more, more, more mentality. And when I had the back injury in 2008, you know, it was sort of this divine, you know, wake up call of, wait a minute, you know, mm-hmm. I'm now in my early thirties and my my life is sort of wanting me to wake up as well. And through that journey over several years, I found um, sort of a new way to start thinking about food. I've discovered a man by the name of Mark David, who's here in the U.S., mm-hmm. that um, that had founded the psychology or the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. And I was fascinated because this was a conversation that I had never heard before, you know, of of our emotional connection to food. And so it really became then, you know, over the past, you know, eight to 10 years, it's been this journey of really understanding who I am as an eater and helping other women do the same. And and certainly movement is still a big part of my life. Um, You know, I, I I'm a huge believer. In, in moving every day in some way, whether that's dance or walking or, you know, in some way that feels natural and good for your body, especially mm-hmm. as we get older, I think movement's really, really essential. But at, at the same time, for me now, you know, sports isn't a means to an end to lose weight. It's because I'm in the joy of, of movement and in the joy of being an eater. I mean, our relationship with food is the longest relationship we have in our lives. <laughs> you right, know? Right. That's a good point. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you 
coach them in the aspect of, well, you need to open your mind to learning about what food does to you before and, and realizing that it is a habit that you can change. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think I noticed in your um, in your information on your website that you, like like me, do say you're not too old and it's not too late. Right. We can make changes. We can change our habits, no matter what age we are. But you can, if you do it in small steps, everything becomes achievable. When you coach people, do you start with being open to new ideas and thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Mindset's huge. You know, that's the first place that we really, when we're seeking to lighten up, it's really often because we've got some place in our lives where we are feeling weighed down. And, and mm-hmm. so usually food and the weight on our bodies is just a symptom of, of where it is that we're using food as a habit to, you know, to soothe, to de-stress, to mm-hmm. celebrate. And so really it's, it is right there where you, where you said is, is helping them understand, you know, where in their life they're starting, you know, to use food as a way to cope and, and deal with life and be in life. And so that's really where I began um, is creating awareness. And the tool that I use for that is journaling. Um, I'm a huge believer in journaling, mostly because it helps us get out the static and it helps us understand where you know, where we're really using food in our worlds. And so mm-hmm. that's really the beginning place. And and if people are really, you know, there, there's a, a willingness that's required. You know, my work is not a diet. I'm not prescribing things. It is really a journey of, of an individual journey of moving into yourself to understand like, wow, what have I been doing and how has this been mm-hmm. working for me? And, and what, where is it that I really want to lighten up? Because that's the thing. It's like I said, is, you know, it is a symptom. And when we want to let go of the weight, the physical weight or the creative weight, or, you know, however we're wanting to express in life, it's really about that. We're wanting to gain life. Because if you mm-hmm. think about the times in your life where you've perhaps let go of physical weight, there's always a net emotional gain, right? I feel sexier. Mm. I feel more empowered. I feel Mm. like I can go do these activities that I couldn't do before. Like there's a gaining of life. And Mm. so it's really starting there to understand that connection between where am I using food to sort of cope with life or celebrate life in perhaps unhealthy ways. And, And then where in my life am I wanting to to lighten up and express more. And so usually mm-hmm. there's a direct connection there. You know, if I mm-hmm. feel de- weighed down in my work and I have a boss who's a jerk and I never get to express myself, then chances are that might be a place where you're using food to to deal with, you know, with that situation at the end yeah. of the day. Like I'm just going to go get some food or a piece of cake or do something to make myself feel better because feel I, better, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't feel like I have power in the situation. And so that's really the, the place to begin. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I don't know whether you knew this, but I have actually just published a journal that helps um, men and women of our uh-huh. age to do exactly that to break things down into small steps and to figure out what it is we do, why we do it, and why we want to change. Um, and, and that came about because I went through on a similar journey, but with alcohol from mm-hmm. food. And I was able, through opening my mind to mm-hmm. new ways of thinking, I was able to 
go from drinking rather heavily <laughs> to mm-hmm. no alcohol at all. And the the benefits that you get from it are not just, I don't drink alcohol. The benefits are I'm richer, I'm healthier, yes. I can drive everywhere. Yes. I don't ever regret what I say. I don't feel bad in the morning. There's a million benefits that you don't think of when you when you think, I drink too much. Maybe I should give up. You don't think of that until you start journaling and you write down everything that, that is possible. Yes. And it's a huge game changer. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely on the same wavelength. Yeah, it is. It's funny because I just hit 90 days um, the other day of, of no drinking. I did the one year no beer 28 day oh. challenge. Um, yeah, and, and love love that work and um and i'm with you i mean i it's it is a habit and that's where i was with alcohol it was a a bad habit yeah um and it's the same process absolutely when you're overeating it's the same process as over drinking because it's just become a trained behavior and a coping mechanism for you know i've got the cue i have the thought i have the cue i have the feeling i have to to satiate that with something right whatever that Mm -hmm. is a glass of wine, you know, um, again, food, a food item. And then it's moving into just creating a place. If you can just create a space of awareness of what's going on here. You know, Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about in my podcast, um, uh, that we often want to go from a place of being in fear um, and shut down all the way over to a place of love and openness and joy. But there's a really important place in the middle, which is curiosity. And if you can just bring a sense of curiosity of, I wonder what's happening here. Or, I wonder why I, I started doing this behavior. Mm. I wonder why I started eating this food or drinking this wine. It puts you in a place of openness as opposed to a place of I'm a bad person. I've got bad habits. I'm Yes. bad things because that doesn't get you very far i mean what you just said is absolutely it is moving into that space of joy of like what else is possible like i'm done with this way this way didn't work yeah, yeah. what yeah. else yeah. is possible for me you know? yeah that, that's it i will never go back because I, I can't change the way i think about alcohol now right and i now i need to think that way about cake <laughs> 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 it's not as big an addiction by any right. stretch of the mind but it's not good for you is it <laughs> right. well I think it is in doses I mean I think that's one of the things that I'm a huge proponent of in my work is is you've got to let it let go of the weight and the way you can live it and for me at that time you know when I, I I've used the same tools and strategies to let go of nearly 50 pounds and that mm-hmm. I that I teach and and that's the thing is like we want to we want to find that place of health absolutely, mm-hmm. but we don't want to do that to the to the detriment of us being fully alive, to us being fully in life. That because I see so many people who go on these crazy diets and they're like, oh no, I can't go to that party, or oh no, I can't have a piece of my own birthday cake. Like, come on, like you're here to live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and there is a yeah. balance, and I think through awareness and through journaling and through becoming aware of your habits, you can create awareness to to learn and teach yourself that you don't have to eat the whole cake you know you can have a piece and be totally satisfied right so tell me how you go about coaching people I mean do you have Mm -hmm. courses or do you do one-to-one coaching if anyone was interested how would they get involved with you 
Yeah, yeah. So there's several ways. I mean, certainly 40 podcast is a, I, I do that, um, try to get that done every week. Um, that that's, there's some really great content in there. And each podcast is really its own mini <laughs> coaching lesson because oh, wow. I offer a lot of really rich tips and insights there. So that's a really, really great resource. I also have, um, Right now, I have a free Jumpstart program that's available. That's a three three videos that that folks can take and and um, again teaching some of these deeper principles around journaling and creating awareness around food. And then finally, I have uh, a freebie that's um, specifically for holiday eating because I know the holidays can be a really sort of challenging time for for yeah. us as we're navigating all the food and parties. And so yeah. it's seven simple tips. There's tips that I still use. I mean, I don't gain holiday weight. I don't overeat at the holidays. I don't, I don't miss out on any fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the kind of the tips that I use and have used for several years to, to navigate so that you can be mindful. Um, but it's a, it's a freebie that's out on my website, which is just at, at ZulaFit.com. So right. Oh, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the willpower of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> But the podcast is available at um, at iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. So okay, and, and I'll put yeah. it in the show notes as well. Okay, great. Yeah. Go. Can I ask you a question? It's one that sure. most of my guests, and that is, if you were to meet the teenage Lara now, mm-hmm. what's one thing that she'd be proud of, and one thing that she might wish you'd done differently in life? I love this question. You know, I I think the one thing that that my teenage Laura would be really proud of is that I found my voice. Um, I had a big story um, for a very long time that, you know, I was a a middle child and I just sort of had this piddle in the middle story that I'm invisible and no one hears me and no one sees me. And so a lot of my eating and a lot of my desire to gain life was really to gain my voice. Uh And I think she'd be really good to, um, you know, to just see where I've come over these years and, and finding my voice and, and not only finding my voice for me, but finding my voice and sharing my story in hopes that it helps other people. Yeah. To help people. Yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. and then, well, no, we shouldn't have regrets. So it's not a regret as such, but is there something that you, you think she would have thought, mm, I thought we were going to do that differently. <laughs> you know, I'd say, I, I really, I, I don't think there's anything I would have done differently, mostly because even the the difficult things that I've, you know, and I haven't been through a ton of difficult things, but the challenges that I've faced have helped me become who I am. And I do, there do, there are moments that I wonder about, you know, uh, I don't know if you recall that movie from several years ago, Sliding Doors, like I think about those yes. sliding doors moments in life, you know, if I yeah. had made this one other decision. And I think that probably the only one that I, that I didn't regret, but I wonder how my life would have turned out differently was I had an opportunity to play um, college basketball at a small <clears throat> two-year college 
and and I didn't take that. I, I went to the big university and, and went, you know, a totally different path. But mm-hmm. I just was thinking about that recently because I was thinking about childhood dreams and how those, what happens to our childhood dreams? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, do, where do they go? And, yeah. and I was talking with a coaching friend of mine and he was saying, you know, I don't think they go away that, that the, he said, I would invite you to look at the places in your life where you're expressing that 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 basketball version of you because what was it about it was about teamwork it was about mm. competing it was about challenging myself it was about yeah. having this big goal you know and so I just yeah I just think that the, at the end of the day I don't think that I regret anything I'm really grateful for my journey and all the things that I've learned and and, and grateful that hopefully I don't have to repeat some of the things I've learned yeah I quite like being this age because I think as well, I'm discovering that that teenage girl is still in there, but you you get you take on the mask of like mom, nan, responsible career woman, adult. Just in general, we wear these masks and we we do what we think we ought to do. Hey, no, <laughs> I'm still me. She's still in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in that the mask can come off and it's exactly. okay, you know, it's okay to redefine your life. And, you know, and I am so fortunate. My grandmother lived to be 98 and, and she never believed in getting old. And she was yeah. my greatest role model for aging mm-hmm. because she just refused to believe that she couldn't do something. And even when she'd have to adjust because she had, you know, some limitations in her eyesight and so forth but she never she just refused to sit down and get old and so mm-hmm. I just I think about that a lot because yeah you know I've got a lot of life left to live <laughs> exactly yeah you yeah know? you know and, and like you say if you're here till your grandma's age then yeah. that's a long life that you've still got left so exactly. you don't want to sit it knitting and ro- rocking in a chair you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly I've got things to see and do had a lot of difficulty getting this recording together um i'll just mention to everybody we got kicked off zoom video due to a bad signal we got kicked off zoom audio because of a bad signal this is our third attempt at recording directly into anchor where my podcast is hosted so if there are any little glitches you all know why <laughs> yes, but we're nothing not de- persistent that's right persistence and determination absolutely okay laura well um the time of recording it's a day before thanksgiving isn't it yes it yeah. is yeah so it are you off to do big family things now yeah big family things so i made some food this morning and got a workout in and and heading out of town a little bit later to go see see my folks and do a big thing tomorrow so mm-hmm. yeah it'll be fun it's always yeah. fun Wow. Oh, have a fantastic time. It's been lovely talking to you. And thanks for putting up with all these problems that we've had today. (laughs) Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate it, Marcia, and and hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. And all right. Okay. See you. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Here's this week's quiz question. The pop band ABBA wrote the song Chiquitita to commemorate the 1979 International Year of the... What? You'll get the answer next week. And again, no Googling. Make it fun.
get it from your brain. Here's the answer to last week's quiz question. A total solar eclipse. Want to know what the question was? You'll have to listen back to episode 27. Thanks once again to Lara and I hope you enjoyed that. I do urge you to take Lara up and get hold of her free download, the Holiday Eating Guide. Very timely as Christmas is, what is it, two and a half weeks away, three weeks away? The time when we are about to lose the plot and start stuffing ourselves with mince pies and Christmas pudding and rich sweet treats just because it's Christmas. This will help you to get a grip and not lose control completely so that you can still be proud of yourself on New Year's Day. It's free, so just follow the link in the show notes. Have a fantastic week, and if you're looking for Christmas presents, remember to go to www.gurgleit.com forward slash my best life. An ideal Christmas present for anyone 50 and over. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available on several platforms. So please keep listening. There are links below in the show notes, and you can also follow me on Facebook. The page name is Marsha at Google It, which is M A R C H I A at A T Google It, G U R G L E I T. Or you can have a look at the website, gurgleit.com. There are links below to the website and to the workshops and the journal. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at gurgleit.com or leave a voice message on here with details of your topic. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time.